Today on Shatter the Mold, we're talking to Lance Isios about what it takes to overcome adversity to such an authentic and dynamic level that you go straight to creating true impact in your life and the lives of others. Don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan here, really excited for today's episode. We're uh, about to jump into this, but first, real quick, just want to say thank you so much to everyone who continues to buy the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, uh, whether you're getting it in Kindle version or paperback or even audiobook on uh, Audible and iTunes and Amazon. I really do appreciate it. I'm appreciating all the great feedback I continue to get, and uh Really getting some some new sales records here that I'm breaking every so often. So uh, just wanted to extend that bit of gratitude. And I'm really excited that people are so uh, happy with that book and with the content inside of it. With that said, let's waste no time here. We're going to jump straight into my interview with Lance. And this is a really good one. So um, sit tight and get ready for some real gold. Lance Isios is the innovative mind behind the increasingly popular University of Adversity podcast delivering inspiring stories of people from all walks of life who've overcome incredible obstacles and gone on to achieve amazing success. From New York Times bestselling authors to professional athletes to celebrities to some of the biggest thought leaders of today, if there's an important lesson to share with his audience, Lance will find the perfect guest for it. No stranger to adversity himself, Lance has faced some of life's most difficult challenges, including his own personal battle with drugs and alcohol in his 20s, the tragic loss of his brother to suicide, and then the loss of his father to cancer only one year later. At his darkest moment, Lance promised himself that he'd create a new life of impact and inspiration to the masses, vowing that he'd leave the world a better place than he found it. And if you ask me so far, he's come pretty far in that goal already. There's so much more I could say about this truly dynamic individual, but I think it's better to let the man speak for himself. So without further ado, Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Mr. Lance Isios. Lance, thank you so much for being here and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Dude, excited to be here, man. I always uh, I love jamming, so <laughs> I'm excited, especially now with what's going on. Yeah, and you know, I, I want to get to that and it's interesting because... I, uh, I've had you on the books for a couple of weeks now. In fact, you're probably one of like the longest I've had like outward in the calendar. I usually book people sooner. So I've kind of like been anticipating this and like excited about like, oh, what are we going to talk about? Uh, you know, I've been so intrigued by what I've learned about you. And then in the midst of waiting to talk to you, all this pandemic stuff kind of came out. And here you've got a podcast. It's kind of like, I wouldn't call it your stock and trade, but you basically, you talk to people all the time about overcoming challenges and obstacles. And here we have like a global situation. And I'm wondering, you know, what's it been like for you? Are, are you doing things differently? Are you noticing things in a good or a bad way based on everything that's going on around you? Yeah, it's, it's crazy since, you know, having a show called University of Adversity, it's kind of led us up to this point where it's like we've been practicing for all this for a while. And like, here we are. So it's, it's an interesting time. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a time where it really allows us to, to slow down a bit and, and really figure out, you know, what's going on within ourselves. 
because when we're not constantly going somewhere, we're not constantly part of the, the hamster wheel, it sometimes allows us to kind of get uncomfortable from just experiencing stillness a little bit in our lives. A lot of people are just hustling and going and going and going all the time that they never really get the chance to be at home and doing the things that maybe they should be exploring things, going within, reading, connecting with family. So I think this is a very interesting time and it's just, it's, it's perspective. It's, you know, what, what are you going to do? It's bizarre. You know, we're dealt with a situation. It's absolutely bizarre. And it's, it's one big adversity. It's one big massive adversity. And that's why I love having a show called that because it's what we talk about. So now it's like, well, now how do you show up? You know, mm. do you, do you allow it to be, you know, do you, is it your friend? Is it your ally? Is it going to, you're going to allow it to teach you some things or are you going to retreat and, as a victim? So that's kind of the general perspective of my show is to really help you become more comfortable with adversity. So what are now, what better time now to really empower yourself and, you know, see like what can be, what could come out of this. Right. So I love your perspective. And I assume that a lot of your guests kind of like share that view. And obviously you've learned in, in your own way where like, it's about taking advantage of opportunities, whether they're enjoyable opportunities or not, but finding the opportunity, like you said, to go within to, to try to do something where you're decompressing or you're improving something about yourself or you're just, you're, you're, using to your advantage the fact that things are not normal now anyway so you might as well do something that's going to help you in the long run yeah i mean you have no other option you got the two two choices right i mean you're always there's lean into it or retreat and whatever that looks like for you is going to be different than what it looks like for me but if it's a time for you to get more still then get still if it's time for you to hustle more then what do you need to do you know, if, if you're, if shit's hitting the fan, if it's, if, 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 if it's becoming a point where you need to put your foot on the gas, then you got to do that. But I think it's a good time for us to really reflect on where we're at and we'll take inventory. Like, where are you at in your life? Here's your chance. Here's your chance to kind of figure it out in your relationships and all this stuff, because you're going to be forced to face those things more frequently now. Mm -hmm. What I find interesting is like all the relationships out there where a lot of people didn't spend a lot of time together. <laughs> you know, we get used to spending this little bit of time and everyone has their sanity going to work from their kids, whatever. And then now it's like, okay, I'm at home now. What does that look like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spent this much time with this person in a while. Will there be more babies? Yes. Will there mm -hmm. be more divorces? Yes. But it's very interesting. And I guess I try to just approach, you can either approach it with love or fear, if anything. And I guess I'm trying to see the love in, in all this. And I think that there's a lot of lessons that are going to be learned from this. Yeah. I mean, you said something really insightful there. It, for lack of better words, like everything's amplified. Well, you're saying that there's going to be babies and there's going to be divorces because now people that, like you said, have not been used to being around each other so much all the good's going to be magnified and all the bad. And like a lot of times, like people's perspective is really going to affect how things play out. 
And I have friends that tell me like, oh my God, I've, I've never been like on top of my wife so much. And I'm like, well, no pun intended, right? It's like, we're on top of each other all the time. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, nice double entendre. But yeah, like it's, it's a weird experience for people. And um, I mean, I imagine, well, full disclosure, we just recorded um, an interview for me on your show, which by the way, from what I've heard of your show, I mean, I listened to a few episodes, but even just the way you conducted the interview, I know we're early in this. I, I could not highly recommend you enough because I think people, especially like even entrepreneurs that listen to my show a lot, I think they'll really dig your vibe and they'll dig what you're, the, the value that you're really trying to convey. And um, I kind of bring this up because I was so impressed by the process of being on your show, meaning the intake form that I filled out beforehand, um, the, the assets that your team is going to create to make sure that I can market it better, like all these different things. So it's clear to me that you are dialed in. And with that in mind, I'm wondering how this, if anything, has changed the way you're running your business in response to everything that's going on. Well, thanks, bro. I appreciate that. That means a lot. And I mean, I, I take pride of it. I eat, breathe, and sleep this stuff now. So, um, you know, the, the whole business aspect of it is, is, is always evolving. It's changed a lot. Um, and it comes down to mindset. My business... And what happens in the journey, it all comes down to my perspective on, on, the, on it itself. Because we can easily, and it's the same thing, we can either be victims or be empowered. It's like that an entrepreneur as, as business. And as we evolve, I learn a lot of things that I, I did wrong. And I learned things that we did right. And getting feedback is so important. So hearing that is great. But I always just want to strive to become better. And I think as you, as you go along always, and I do this with my team too, is like, I, I take it from, cause I played sports my whole life. Mm-hmm. I played high level hockey. I was coached and played with guys that were making millions of dollars, won Stanley cups, very high level people. So I've learned and I've led in, in, in organizations and bars for working for four seasons. I've been around some great leaders. So my business for me has always been, how can I level up? How can I inspire and push people to, to want to be better in their own lives, which will mean reflect the business. So sometimes I push buttons. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I push them to, to think for, to think more and to think, even though they may not like everything I say, and my team listening to me this right now knows what I'm talking about is that I just want to challenge everybody to get out of their comfort zone of their every day of how we do things is like how you do things is great. If they're working great, but if you're not growing, you're dying. So how can we improve this thing, this engine? And my goal is to help bring out the best of my team as a human, not just in business. And if they become that as in their life, then they'll, they'll reflect that in their business. And like we talked about in, in, when you were on my show, it's the full holistic approach. It's the balance you become better at your job, at your, your business, your, as an entrepreneur, if you're balanced in different areas. So mm. I just try and, you know, they listen to all my shows and they hear these different people. And I think that they're growing too. And that's important to me. And they get certain things out of it that I didn't know they got out of it. And that is amazing. So I guess as these things have evolved that as I grow, I really just want to help inspire my team to grow. Because if you don't have a team that's on, on board with your vision, then you're screwed, man. Right. And as you grow, you have to be able to lift your team. And 
is not about barking orders at them. You know, I grew up with hockey and sports. It was a lot of fear tactics and I don't want to do that. The people that I I related to and really wanted to work hard for was the people that saw, saw the gift in me without me having to tell them. And I never wanted to let them down because I knew that they're fair and I knew that their vision was there yet they challenged me in a way that allowed me to grow, but, and they saw my gift. And that's what I really try and um, work on with my team and growing a business is that how can I keep leveling up and how can I inspire these, these guys to want to keep growing? Mm. And while, so your whole team, your whole business, you know, it's, it's a reflection of how you're growing together. Right. And, wow. and being able to pull that out of people, being able to inspire people to bring out their best self. That's what it's all about. And I am, I I'm far from perfect, but I feel like I'm getting better at it. And um, I failed a lot. I had past partnerships that went, that went sour, had to start again, brought in a whole new team, a whole new brand and everything. And I've had, I had clients so pissed off at me about, you know, how we did things in the past with mistakes. And like, it just made me feel sick at times because I, I never wanted to let people down. And that's what I felt like I did at times. And that's the worst feeling because I really care about clients and I care about people. Mm. So now, and if you don't care, you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. If you don't care about your, your clients, like go do something where you care because that's <laughs> caring is number one and caring about your team and how they think and um, is just super important. So yeah, like I feel that as I grow, business grows and the team grows and I, and I hope that they can, you know, become a, a better humans for it. And I mean, that at the end of the day is what it's all about. Right. So I was going to say, we, we kind of backed into a really insight, but you did such a good job of highlighting it. Also, it's clear to me that pandemic or no pandemic, your focus is constant. You're staying, you're staying the course but more, more importantly, a piece of that, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs for some reason miss, even though they're good people, they miss the fact that it's more about, you're not just viewing your team as employees to get work done. You're viewing them as people that you want growing with you because they're stronger, you're stronger, and it's kind of like a symbiotic thing where you're all coming up together. And I think that's great to hear that you have them listen to your shows and you, especially the kind of show that you have where hopefully you get like a lot of inspiring stories and a lot of people on board. So I just want to make sure I highlight that for that, my listeners, especially the entrepreneurs out there, how vital it is to, to treat your team in the right way and have a growth mindset for them. So thank you for being a shining example of that, man. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. And, and this is another thing I want to point out is like, I'm still, I learn this every day. And what I would love for your audience to take away from that point is that always take a step back to don't respond by emotion right in the heat of the moment, because especially when you have an online business and you're remote, you know, through WhatsApp and through Slack or whatever, however you communicate to your team, mm -hmm. if something doesn't, if, if it doesn't sit right, and I am so guilty of this, I've done it in the past. Shit. I probably even did it yesterday. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to become conscious of it is that, don't respond to things emotionally because of how you feel that moment. The beautiful thing of having these online tools is that it gives you the chance to step back for a second and be like, all right, am I responding 
because of emotions or am I responding because this is the right thing? And sometimes that's what it takes. You sit back, you go, you take some time, go whatever, whatever that means. And you come back to it and you look at it completely different. And then you just save this like emotional roller coaster of like back and forth, back and forth. Right. And that right. is a huge tool is that, you know, although having people in person in these conversations are great, it's great to have the ability to talk to people on the phone and kind of sit back and think about what you're going to say. Yes. I've, yeah. I would have got myself in trouble many times emotionally. You know, we get charged we are emotional creatures. So it's important to be aware of that and to base your conversations, um, you know, not all strictly on emotions because you can get yourself in trouble. Yeah. And you know, the, what I love so much about that response is while it's obviously applicable to responding emotionally when you're pissed off about something, I also have situations where I, I wish that I waited to write an email about a positive scenario, about an opportunity, you know, whether I'm playing it a little bit cooler or whether I throw out a different number in a negotiation or something after my brains had a chance to process it. So not that we want to stunt ourselves and write too many emails, but there have been times where I like, I feel like I should write an email right away, not send it and then redo it completely like 24 hours later. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a great idea. It's, it's really interesting because we are, we're just so emotional, <laughs> emotionally charged up and down and, and you know, how you're talking to people, you base their perception on how you feel. Yes. So if you're feeling great, you're assuming that they feel great too. And if you're feeling bad, you're assuming there's times where I'm like a little bit more self-conscious than other days. And I'm thinking, well, maybe they are like, maybe they're looking at it like this. And it's just not the case. Mm. <laughs> how, we, how we look and how we feel is not how everybody else is feeling. So we need to realize that, that you want to be as steady as you can. And especially with relationships and there's always going to be those things. And the more steady you can be, the better with communication because communication is everything. Yeah. And yeah. It's, <laughs> I uh, love it. Yeah. And it's like, there's this, there's things, um, Evan Pagan, I'm not sure if he came up with this himself, but he used to have a thing called the wanting attacks. Like you want something so bad that you react in a way that's contrary to your interests and the interests of the other people or both. And like yeah. you said, we're, we're emotional. Like we want, like the thing about it's like, if you're um, responding to someone emotionally because you're pissed off, it's really just a result of you wanting something. You want that, res you want something to happen a certain way. You want your podcast to be done in a certain way, you know, whatever it might be. And yeah. that wanting attacks is a really, really hefty fine unless you're working on yourself and trying to be more balanced and trying to roll with the punches and, and expect this kind of thing to happen on a regular basis. Yeah. And triggers, there's certain things that trigger us and usually triggers are because there's something that challenges a belief or challenges the way we think about ourselves or some sort of something that doesn't sit well and it's brought to the surface. That's why we get up. That's why we get triggered mm. and Triggers are really interesting because you got to pay attention to them. And why ask yourself, like, why are you getting triggered by this stuff? And, and, and that's kind of, we all go through this on a daily basis. It's like we got triggered and then, and then we react and then people, people that get themselves into hot water usually is because 
they they don't think before they they respond mm-hmm. right and we we all get triggered but it's whether you take the time to step back and process it first and there's so many times where i'm like damn i wish i would have waited <laughs> or i'm like i'm so glad i waited and didn't say that like <laughs> right is and, it a thing i'm sorry yeah no no yeah it's just like i guess that's that's kind of how meditation in real life kind of combine it kind of gives you right like, meditating gives you that framework of like the separation of being able to step back and observe because when you're meditating you're observing and i think when real life happens that shows up wow dude this is so funny i was gonna ask you if there's like a way that, that you go about getting better at this and you answered the question without me even asking, like you said, meditation. I think that's so cool that we were like on that wavelength without yeah. really saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's your, it's, it's that awareness. It's that the observing and the stepping back and, and taking deep breaths too. I mean, it's, or even just changing your environment real quick. Just like, just, Hey, I, got, I can't talk about this right now. I just need to step out for a second. It's like, <laughs> even if it's something that obvious, which I've done, I'm like, I need to take a break from this. Boom. I go out, go for a quick walk, grab a coffee. All right. So now I'm okay. Like, you know, but, but that, that awareness and that being humble about that is, 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 is important. I think a lot of people are like too scared to say that they're just in that zone and they'd rather react rather than take a step back. Right. And I guess that's, it's, it's a process in itself. Yeah. Now you were talking before that you you've played hockey. How how high a level did you get to? So I played uh, junior A. So it was you know one st- one step away from either um, getting an NCAA scholarship, mm-hmm. and that was the road that I was on. And then from there, it's usually pro. I could have I could have went to pro, like in Europe or something like that. I was basically one level away. Like if I would have kept playing, I could have probably gone from one next level, which would either be, you know, college or pro. And I just didn't have, I didn't have the tools at the time. Like, again, like I was, I was so 20 years old, man. Like there's so many things when you're, when your whole life is one sport, you go without a lot. You're not a normal person. You're not a normal kid. And I was an elite athlete. So it was always my entire life was sports. So you, you, you grow up seeing everybody else getting to do these things and um, in high school, everybody going out and doing things and you're, you're playing hockey. So like you don't have the time and the, the higher the level you get, the less normal life you have. So there's this fine line between a kid or a teenager or a young man feeling like they're missing out on parts of the world, mm-hmm. yet you know you're doing this thing but when you're doing the thing for so long, you start to be like, is like, it doesn't, you don't realize how important that thing is that you're working on is going to be. And when it's gone and you realize that regular life isn't so great, that's when it hits athletes because that's what hit me hard is that by the end of my career, you know, I, I messed up my, my career because I did steroids in my last going into my last year. And I really messed up my body where I couldn't skate. I couldn't move Mm. and I got cut. And from there I was kind of like, I could have, I finished off the year playing a lower level, but after that I was like, I was done. I was just so frustrated with what I did. And to be honest, I was burnt out 
And, but I didn't realize it. And then after, when you got to start getting a job and you got to start getting a regular life, I was like, Oh man, I wish I would have just kept going and you learn a lot. And, but I, you know, you don't understand at that age, what, what you have until it's gone. And, and you hear that from older, from parents, like, you don't know, like you, you're going to regret it. You're going to, you know, stay, keep focused, stay away from the girls because stay away from the partying because you know, it's going to be, Hot, way higher of the level, like way 10x that when you get to pro. But sometimes when you're a kid, you think you know everything and it's tough. And yeah. I didn't have the tools, the mindset. If I had what I had now, then totally different story. So it's important for these kids to be taught properly on how, how to think and how to process things and meditation and mindfulness. Because when it comes down to those, those moments, there's, there's just such a little margin of error that your entire sports career can be over right not focused because somebody's going to always want to there's so much competition so yeah it was a crazy time but a very very good life lesson so more so on on my interview with you than than this one right now because you're such a good conversational interviewer the the read that i got off of you is that you really went within like you were talking about and you've read a lot and you've studied a lot you've examined yourself like you know and and you examine life basically. Yeah. And, you know, in reading your intro, it's like, you know, you have a, a passionate goal to make the world a better place than you found it. And I'm curious where that comes from. Was there a moment in your life or, or a certain, you know, just, if, was there an incident or an event? Like where does that kind of ambition come from to begin with? It's a great question. Um, I guess there's always been this, this feeling that I, I want to do something that has impact. And I guess growing up playing hockey, it was kind of an egotistical way. Like I wanted to be a pro and, and, you know, people signing autographs and I wanted to be service to people in an entertaining way. So that was, but then once that ended, I went and tried to become a cop fireman because I wanted to help people. But then that became an ego thing as well. That became, I want to do this because it's cool to be a firefighter. And I actually didn't really want to do it. So I tried a bunch of stuff and getting into the bar industry. I did bartending and bar managing for years. I traveled around and what I later discovered within myself was that I loved connecting with people and I loved that gave me fulfillment was the human connection and giving people an experience. So having people sit down at the bar and connecting with them and them sharing their story with me and whether it be over a drink or a meal, I really, I really love that. And that environment, although it taught me a lot and everything I am today was from that industry pretty much. Well, from all the lessons, the good, the bad, the ugly um, from sports and that, but I just realized that, I really enjoy connecting with people and I'm really good at connecting with people and I'm really good at lifting, being able to find that common thing and lift people up. And so it's been a process. And now I just realize, you know, like I've asked myself, like what I, you know, what can, how can I bring the fulfillment in myself and yet add value? And I just really have a passion to help lift people up 
trying to say it in in a way that's not as cheesy cheesy and cliche but the like i like to inspire people i like to see the shift in energy i like mm. to see somebody go from one way before the conversation to after the conversation i like that vibe that energy and whether you're into energetics or not there's something powerful about that in that you're putting out there that that that's that synergistic effect of the conversation and things just being like awesome flow that's going out there that's 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 helping both people and that energy is 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 contagious so i guess i just i get addicted to that through podcasting as well and through what what i can do best and what i want to hone in on and continue to grow with is inspiring people mm-hmm. and in my way of communicating and helping others communicate. I want to be able to speak. I want to be able to write a book. I'm going to do all these things because I know I have the power and this is what I've discovered. And this isn't egotistical or anything. I have the power to either lift people up or suck the life out of them. And I've seen it. That's why it was so dangerous for me when I was in a, in the bar scene, because if I came in and think, and I was in a shitty mood and I was hung over, I could suck the life out of the team. And I was aware of that. And I, but I can also lift the entire team. So I'm very conscious of that. So I want to use that as a powerful tool to be able to bring that fire and bring that inspiration to people. And through podcasting it has been that way so far that has allowed me to do that. And within the business that I do with podcast production, I love it. I love getting excited and connecting with people and being able to see them create something that gets their message out there and gets them excited so that it's just this ripple effect happening. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of where, that's kind of where I'm at without going off on it for about an hour. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of the gist of it. Well, let's uh, talk about real quick about, um, I guess you call it done for you, the podcasting services, right? What, uh, what inspired, like how, how deep do you go? Like what are all the things that you do and, and what really, inspired that decision to go in that direction that was i'm assuming after you were already podcasting right well i looked at i only like to sell or promote something that i've done myself got it so i can get behind what i do because i've done it and i know it sounds funny but it's true right there's a lot of people selling things they haven't done which i think is complete bullshit as far as from my perspective i think I like to show people what I've done and I hired somebody to help me do my podcast because I couldn't do it myself. I I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses and of course I could have done it, but I, I just, it wouldn't have become what it is by myself. It wouldn't. It's you can edit, but who wants to edit for five hours when you can be spending that time doing something else and still getting it professionally done. Yeah. And getting it all put together. So the the person that I initially partnered up with, we, we, you know, package it together and, and, but we became partners, but then we've had a fallout, but I, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to, I want to reconstruct this method because I've had success with it. And I know that I couldn't have done it by myself because I didn't have the time. I didn't want to learn a new thing. And to be honest, I just wanted to sh- focus on my area of genius, which is recording. And that's what I do. I literally put my, my, my recording into drop into um, Google drive. I do an intro. It's done. My team does the full editing. They do uh, all the show notes. We provide timestamps. 
we make it super clear, visually interesting for somebody that wants to read it. We do all the, then we create audiograms, those little audiograms with like the squiggles of the, the guest speaking. It's all about highlighting the guest. And then we make videos for it for social media. Mm. And what we do is we have specific content for social media, quote cards and all that stuff. And then we, we also provide the social media posting so that you can just have it on autopilot. So you can just go, Hey, I, I enjoy a podcast, but I have enough work to do. My team's busy. I'm busy. I don't want to fool around with it. Perfect. This is for you then. If you have the time and you actually enjoy doing that, this isn't for you. I don't sell it. I'm not trying to sell it to everybody. It's like, right. do you, what, what other stuff? We all got stuff going on. Side hustles is that. Do you want to invest in a marketing tool that can, you know, blow up and create authority in your niche without having to worry about it? Great. If you don't, there's plenty of tools out there. So that's, that's kind of where it's like that I needed this and it's helped me immensely in my life and with growing my personal brand and connecting to pro athletes, celebrities, New York times, bestsellers, just through having the podcast. And, yeah. and, and so I'd be a fool to not explore that. Be a fool. I, I think it's so cool because your podcast is the proof. It's like, Hey, what do you do? And how old do you do? It's like, check out, go on the site, listen to pod. Like the whole experience is basically demonstrating for people that think about podcasting, but they don't want to go through the trouble of editing and they they're completely lost besides hitting a record button. So I love the fact that you've taken what you're already doing anyway, and you've built a business that's kind of coupling with your, your desire to serve and desire, like you said, to make a world a better place in your own specific way. That's, I think a lot and see now I'm being cheesy because I'm really kind of like shining a spotlight on it, but I really want to impress on that because I think there's entrepreneurs out there that don't realize that something this simple can also be this dynamic and that there's a million wonderful ideas, especially like in the face of this pandemic where you're like, what am I going to do? How am I going to make more money? Well, not that you made this adjustment in response to the pandemic, but the fact that you made this um, adjustment or, this realignment with what you're already doing, I think it's a perfect example for people to look to when they're trying to figure things out right now. So. Yeah. Well, I appreciate yeah. it. Man. And I think during this pandemic, you know, I'm not doing anything differently. I'm just, I just got my foot on the gas consistently, you know, as like, it's, you just got to stay consistent just because it's a pandemic doesn't mean you stop doing what you're doing. If you, what you're doing is working, you keep going. Yes. Right. Like, I mean, I don't, yeah. I mean, business for me, it's business as usual. Everyone's like, what are you doing with your downtime? I'm like, I'm busier than I was before. <laughs> I'm doing more interviews. I'm doing, I got business growing. We're working on partnerships to help change the game and distribution and monetization for podcasts. Like things are evolving. are going to be uh, astronomical levels soon. Yes. So I'm, I, I got the foot on the gas because that feels right. I felt like I was sleeping for the last seven months. And then when this happened, I felt like I came alive, which is crazy. So yeah. I'm going to ride it. And I encourage people to do the same. Don't feel like just because right now that you got to like do shit differently, do what feels right to you. If you got to pull the brakes a bit, pull the brakes. If you got to step on the gas, do that. Right. Yeah. Especially if your specific resources have not been quote unquote interrupted. Like for me, <laughs> I'm fortunate in that like my book is on Amazon. So as long as the superpower that is Amazon holds up, 
then for me, a lot of it is business as usual anyway, as long as social media holds up that I can keep posting content and keep marketing. And I know, and we both know that some people don't have that specific luxury, but for those that do have the luxury, this is the time to, like you said, really put your foot on the gas. Yeah. Um, even like YouTube creators, like I've heard yeah. that YouTube watch time has skyrocketed and that if you had like a rinky ding channel, like you can, you could forex it overnight just by putting content out there and inviting people to listen to it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is right now, podcasting's down. I had John Lee Dumas on and he was talking about how like statistically it's down because not everybody's commuting anymore. No one's going to work. No one's in their car. No one's going to the gym. So people want more of a visual stimulation. So yeah, YouTube is huge. So I would definitely, I would highly suggest YouTube. I mean, we're putting all of our, all of our episodes on there. I'm going to be starting a channel. I think it's just important to be everywhere. Like we're all trying to grow our brands and I was listening to Dan Fleischman. The guy's amazing. Um, and he's talking about all these, all these platforms are free. If you're trying to grow, like you should be on all of them. And I was like, oh man, I'm not on all of them. Like it's even things like Pinterest, whatever. There's, there's, there's a place for you in every single platform. And the whole outcome is to be known and to get your message out there. You should be there because they're free. And I think right now, the way people consume content is, is changing. And I think now with videos and that kind of thing, people are going to get used to it, especially during this pandemic. So mm. that's why what we offer, we do the video content. We do two minute videos for people. You can see them on my Instagram and all my social media is like, we do video for people so that they can see the video and then they can go and listen to the episode. But the, the actual audio is down. So now we got to think about, well, how do we create the video experience for people? And YouTube is perfect for that. Right. right? It's perfect for that. Awesome. Um, speaking of Instagram and speaking of overcoming adversity, <laughs> you were telling me before how you had a, your Instagram out up to 140,000 people. And yeah. Yeah. It was hacked. I was at 145. I was trying to, I was pushing for 150. Um, I was at a mastermind in Tulum. I came back and uh, some dude messaged me. He's like, I, uh, I want a thousand dollars paid in Bitcoin. I got your account and I just was like, are you fucking kidding me? Sorry if I can't swear on here. No, no, go for it, man. Um, <laughs> I don't swear enough these days. So bring it. <laughs> yeah. I just dropped so many F moms. It's just cause I'm uh, just, just the way I speak. I got to watch it sometimes. Anyway, like I got this message from this guy and I was like, are you kidding me? So we looked into it. I had a, uh, somebody looking into it for me and we're still looking for it, but it doesn't look like it's, it looks like it's been deleted and erased and tried it. I spent hours trying to get it, get it back. And so I recorded a video on my first post on there, basically saying, look, like, here we go. Starting from scratch, you know, again, be the victim or be empowered. Mm. I thought this is now a good time for me to start fresh. I'm a new person. That account I started years ago, I worked hard on it, but it's gone. And don't, my lesson of this is don't put all your eggs in one basket. And that's what I did at Instagram. I was so laser focused on that, that now I'm like, uh Oh, okay. I was told this before and now it's coming true. So whatever, you know, it's it, and, and <laughs> you got to start fresh. You got to start fresh. If I'm going to base my entire life on my Instagram, then I should probably quit now. Right. So, and followers and, and all that, Follower, having less followers that are more engaged are, are very, is way better, right? Way more important. But having a lot of people challenge this, but here's the thing. 
the vanity metrics don't matter when it comes to engagement. And if you're selling something on your Instagram, they, they do, people want to see you have a little bit of a following, but like, it doesn't make sense to have a bunch of fake followers and nobody engage. It looks really bad. Mm-hmm. But from a social proof perspective of if you're trying to land guests on podcasts and that kind of thing, it definitely helps. And there's, you can't argue with me that people don't go and look at your following on social media and, and then go, oh, he doesn't have this or that. It's like, they do. We all do it. It's just one of those things. And it's okay. We're just, we're all growing. But, you know, now that I'm, I've started fresh, it's a little bit more challenging to get attention on Instagram. It's just the reality of it. But I'm okay right. with it. So I'm like, whatever, like it is what it is. It's, it's a challenge in itself. I got to start fresh, but I'm a different person than I was when I started that. So maybe it's a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a lesson in itself is that it's important to grow an, uh, an audience that is engaged rather than have a bunch of people that don't engage, you know, just to have this, the metrics. Yeah. And I, I want to bring that up just because I want people to, in case it wasn't clear, like you're a guy that accomplished that for better or worse. And when it all got taken away, you're like, well, fuck it. I, there's only one way to go about it. I just got to rebuild it. And, you know, even hearing that, it's very easy for me to play Monday morning quarterback because um, I've never built an Instagram account to 145,000 people. If I were in your shoes hearing this, I'd probably be like, I wonder um, first of all, this is my ego taking over trying to regrow my Instagram. I'm like, I wonder if I could and should use this story to book Instagram influencers on my podcast to grow the podcast and also get free advice from them to help me grow faster. You know what I mean? Like my brain like would go in like a direction like, like that. That's actually a great idea. And yeah. so um, I've been thinking about ways that yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been thinking about lately is, and I've been getting advice about that. It's like, well, you got to reach out and help, try and get people behind you to help grow your Instagram because it is, it is an interesting story. And there are people that I'm, I'm going to reach out to. And um, it's funny because I was thinking something like that. And then you say that. So now it means I have to do it. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I look, dude, I, I lost all it. my followers, man. Like, what do we do? You know, this is adversity in itself. It's like, how do we, what, what is it? What's, what happens? How does that even happen? Like, and, you know? and the, the beauty is like the right, in, well, there's two types of like right influencers in this situation. One that's actually like a good person and they really just do want to serve kind of like how you want to serve. So they'll want to come on and help you. And then there's the other type of influencer that wants to get like the rub off of it. Like here, I helped this dude build back up. Both of those are good news because both those people want to help you whether selfish or unselfish reasons. So it's, it's a beautiful thing that can be leveraged. Yeah, totally. And I definitely need to do that more. And I've been, to be honest, I I was disheartened about it and I put so much effort in it to lately. I'm just like, I don't give a fuck right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like people are like, oh, are you, why aren't you building a thing? I'm like, look, I put so much effort, you know, I hired fucking great companies to help me with the development of it and posting and really like invested in it because again, I, I, I needed help. Right. And I just put so much in. Now I'm kind of like, I don't know, whatever, you know, like it grows when it grows, but I'm going to probably figure out a plan now to kind of get it going again. But lately I've just been, I, I've been changing my structure of it. I post more about who I am and just videos and, and the podcast before it was all podcasts. I just do all the episodes. It was all podcast focused. So it was, there wasn't a lot to it, but now I kind of want to be more of who I am and show 
the dynamics of who I am instead of like just the podcast guy. Right. And so, yeah, it's an interesting thing and it's something that I'm going to explore further for sure. Yeah. And what happens sucked, but it's an opportunity. So all you can do is use it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, fortunately you're, you know, I don't know if you're using Lipson or who you're using, but it's like people aren't, aren't going to pack that. So you've got plenty of podcast episodes ready for people to consume. Um, speaking of which, University of Diversity Podcast. I mean, I imagine, you know, people can go uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. What's the best website if people want to check out the podcast? Yeah, so University of Adversity is everywhere, all, wherever you listen to it on YouTube as well. If you want to watch, there's, I think, about 20 episodes on there, and it's been like, the top episodes like the Grant Cardone's, Dean Graziosi's, there's some good episodes on there. So if you want to check it out, I'd highly suggest go to YouTube for that. Um, or to my website, lanceecos.com. Take you there. You can learn about my story. You can find the podcast there and it'll kind of walk you through the journey uh, and where to go. And of course, you can go to my social media, which is you can click on the buttons and it takes you there. So Awesome. My social media, my name is pretty, pretty easy. Google search me. I'm the first of everything, all my stuff. So I don't have to worry about SEO really when it comes to that. Oh, lovely. <laughs> my name is super, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in that way. So you can find me. It's not hard social media and all that. Yeah. All pretty I, I got an opposite problem, but that's not to waste time on this interview talking about, but holy shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I get you. <laughs> it's tough, right? It's, oh man, just like, again, when you're also, when you're writing books and there's already like an Andrew Kaplan who's already established himself that. on Amazon, I'm like, motherfucker, but you know what, whatever, I'm making it work. <laughs> Number one bestseller anyway, so I don't care. Um, cool. It means you got to go on YouTube more. It means you got to build a strong YouTube presence. You know, it's actually, it's interesting. Uh, I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel and um, I don't know where I am on your schedule, but for anyone that's curious, like behind the scenes, like right now I'm talking to Lance and you can see the backdrop of a YouTube background that I'm experimenting with. So if anyone wants to see like the, uh, the rinky dink version before I go full fledged, whenever I'm on Lance's uh, podcast, you want to check out the video version on YouTube. You'll see my process for trying to paint the picture for what I'm going to do. Cool, man. Yeah. Exciting. Cool, man. Well, I guess before I think you're like, I don't ask this for everyone always, but I think you're one of the perfect people to ask, you know, if you can go back in time, maybe like 10, 15 years, and give any kind of advice, life advice, business advice, whatever you think is good to the earlier version of yourself, what's the number one thing that you would say? First thing that came to me is believe in yourself. Belief is everything. Because if you can believe in, in what you think fully, it's possible. What happens in life is we worry too much about what others think and they don't see life the way you see it. So if you are laser focused in your belief in whatever it is you want to do and you take the actions that align with the belief that you have, then you will create success. And if I could tell myself that, that was stuff that I used to be told, but I didn't understand it. It really comes down to belief. And, you know, Evan Carmichael talks about this too, his number one thing. And he was, he was on my show also, we talked about it. It really matters on how you believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will. 
So the earlier you can tell these kids to just believe in their idea that you, what you're saying matters and what you believe you want to achieve does matter. So you need to fully figure out a way that you have that 100% belief. And honestly, I think that, that people become unstoppable if they fully believe that. And man, I wish I knew that when I was younger. Hmm. For, for anyone listening to this right now, wondering if that message is for you, the answer is yes. <laughs> that, thank you for sharing that, Lance. And uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I feel like I'm a broken record whenever I say this, but I think there's a lot of gold that's been hiding in, in what we discussed today regarding life, regarding business, and regarding dealing with everything going on. And who knows how things are going to look by the time this episode is posted, which... Um, I'm expecting end of April or early May, but we'll see, we'll see how well I do about that. But wherever things are in life, hopefully people are, are taking what you're talking about to heart and using it to their advantage and making the most of the situation in any way they can. So thanks so much for bringing what I think is such a wise perspective and insight to the show for listeners to use to their advantage, man. Dude, thank you so much. I had a great conversation with you. It's very easy to chat with you and you got a great show and yeah, man, I, this is, I love doing this so much. So I hope you guys got value out of this too, because we love doing this and we do this for you guys. So I truly, truly appreciate all your listeners out there and uh, yeah, stay safe and um, you know, take this opportunity to go within, take inventory, figure out what you need to do the good, the bad, the ugly, get comfortable with it. And we're all going to be better for all this stuff. Thank you again, Lance, for an awesome interview. Really appreciated having you on. Hey, guys, before you go, if you could pull out that phone of yours, hit that subscribe button while you're at it. If you haven't done so already, leave a quick, honest written review. Let me know what you thought about today's episode and all the episodes that we've had on lately. Uh, we've got a lot of cool things on the way after this one. I I don't want to spoil any of the surprises here, but uh, we got a few big ones on the way. Let me just say that. So until then, uh, just sit tight, have a great weekend, and I'll look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.